Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 275. Hello, this is Camille DeAngelis. And uh, this interview, just so you know, it took place after the first interview and before the second interview. So just if you want to have a place in time about what's going on and where we were in the space of our conversation, I have to tell you that my microphone, <laughs> I'm just realizing it's kind of on its last leg. So this is one of those moments I'm like, yay, patrons are here. So doing things like replacing microphones feels um, like a thing that I should be doing and not a thing that I should feel guilty about doing. So thank you for being here. This is just one of those great reasons that it's amazing that you all exist. So yeah, I don't have a lot to check in about. Uh, the zines, if you're looking for your zine, it's going to be sent out probably early next week. I'm going to go print them out tomorrow and uh, start folding and binding and all that kind of stuff. I love that process. Uh, just takes longer every time to like get the thing wrapped up and ready to go than I, than I anticipate. So I hope you're not feeling um, neglected. If you're expecting a zine, it's on the way. And I think that's it. Um, next week's podcast, or I guess that should be this week's podcast. No, next week's podcast. It officially goes up on Monday. Uh, Gretchen Primack is the guest. She's a poet. Uh, she's. We're going to talk about uh, her most recent book of poems that are uh, about incarcerated people. Uh, it's really an interesting, a great conversation. I adore Gretchen. So there you go. Here's the uh, interview with this, uh, Camille. I said Cecile. Camille. Oh, and I'm going to be putting a blog post up about this. The conversation with her was so uh, really eye-opening, and I hope you listened to it. Um, and let me know what you thought if you did. Okay. Bye. Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus content for episode 274. Uh, Camille DeAngelis is with me, and we're going to continue talking a little bit. I'd love to talk about veganism because we didn't so much in the conversation. Um, what led you to being vegan? Oh my gosh. So I was a vegetarian for a really long time. I was one of those vegetarians who looks back at, you know, with the face palm, face palm, face palm, like, mm -hmm. why did it take me so long? And so let's see, at beginning of 2011, um, I did that like very stereotypical white girl thing. And I went to India <laughs> and <laughs> Um, volunteered on a reforestation project um, in southern India and in Tamil Nadu. Um, and, and for anyone listening who is like, you know, wants to go to India, I would say go to Sadhana Forest. It is the most wonderful vegan community. Everyone is so kind. There are people from all over the world um, who are replanting this tract of, you know, raised land, you know, land that had been raised by the British, you know, what, 100 years ago or whatever it was. And so this Israeli family, um, the Rosins, they moved in, I think in like 2002, 2003, something like that. And, um, you know, they were, they were already vegan and they created this, um, this community little by little, cause people just started showing up. Like it was, it was just the family. And then people just started showing up saying like, Hey, we thought you might need some help. Um, and so now they're like anywhere between like a hundred, uh, 50 and like a hundred people there at any given time. And there's like a whole a whole, um, you know, the infrastructure is there and they have solar power and everything. It's really, really cool. So, um, so I was in a very, it was like the ideal situation because, you know, I was a long-term vegetarian, ideal situation for, for going vegan. I mean, um, because I, I, all of a sudden I knew all these vegans and I hadn't, I didn't, I'd never met vegans before. I mean, I, a couple over the years and, but I was actually having conversations with long-term vegans and, 
So one of them just sort of, you know, gently initiated this conversation with me and I had the light bulb moment. And what was so fascinating about my particular uh, circumstance is that I, I should back up and say that I had been having these like creative trough periods in between book projects. So I would write a book, feel good about it. But then I would have this, what I called a trough period in between books that was like a year or two years. And it was like full of false starts. I wrote a bunch of garbage and and I would convince myself that I was, you know, oh, like maybe I only had that one novel in me or maybe I only had those two novels in me. And, you know, this is it. Like you're done. You're no talent, you know, whatever. And that all completely went away after I, when I went vegan. Um, so of course, you know, everyone who goes to India at some point is going to get sick. So, um, I ended up in the, in the healing hut that just goes to show you, like it was all all a bunch of wonderful, you know, hippies, um, you know, living it. (laughs) And, um, and so I, this was like a few days after I decided to go vegan and I would wake up from these fever dreams and I had like all these ideas And so I, I slept with my, you know, under this mosquito net with my, with my journal and I would wake up and I would just be like scribbling, scribbling, scribbling. And I felt terrible. And I also felt awesome. Uh, It was like, oh, it was such an interesting time in my life. So I was, I was in that healing hut for six days. And then ever since I came out of that healing hut, I had a day long trough. Like it's just been this fluid um, you know, one project to the next project to the next project, um, feeling like I'm really on the, on top of my game creatively. And my, my theory for that is that, you know, I'm no longer consuming the fear and grief of mothers whose babies have been taken away from them. Um, because there, up until, you know, the point that I went vegan, there was a lot of, of fear and uncertainty in my creative process. And there isn't anymore. It's gone. And, so, like I said, you know, with writing Life Without Envy, um, I got to a certain point and I was like, oh, I can document what I just, this, this, this personal growth process and that can be useful for other people. So it's, it's the same deal now with having been vegan for almost eight years and it's been, you know, obviously far and away like the best decision I ever made. And so I want to share that with with other people, with other creatives who are, again, going through a lot of anxiety and depression and they're not connecting it with their diet. Uh, inevitable. It's just an inevitable part of the creative process. And, and I, you know, and I want to say, actually, no, it's not. (laughs) Ah, I love, ah, that's so good. I have this plan to go to India. It's actually going to be later than I thought. So I love that you're talking about that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me think what, oh, I wanted to also ask you about, um, who you turn to when you need creative inspiration. Are there artists or authors, anything that, that you look toward? Oh, I have so many. Um, and it, and it's actually, it's evolved a a bit, um, through the writing of this book. Now I'm not, I'm not telling you what the title is. It, it, it has, it was called tender heart. And then the subtitle is, veganism for creative transformation. Um, and the subtitle might stay, but you know, heard back from the sales reps, they don't like the title. So now I'm like trying to come up with a new title. So it doesn't actually have a title at the moment. Uh Uh, But through this, through the writing of this book, um, and, and part of the point of part two 
is my trying new things. And so I decided I was going to get into vegan hip hop. And so now there's, there's so much music that I hadn't, had never, had never exposed myself to before. Um, and I also, I guess I sort of had the feeling that I was like, oh, well, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white girl. I'm not allowed to enjoy this music. I sort mm-hmm. of that weird attitude about it. Um, and so I was like, no, actually you can educate yourself about the difference, the, the distinction between hip hop and rap. And, you know, so I watched, uh, Rhyme and Reason, this like wonderful documentary and, um, started listening to, you know, Dead Prez and KRS-One and, you know, some smaller groups too, um, you know, downloaded, um, uh, Mr. Hip's new album. You know, I know you guys are good friends. That was like such a great album. And it's so cool. It's like, it's so funny how, how, um, like it's, we're not a small community anymore, but everyone still knows each other. So like yeah. I, I had had dinner with Risa Branch, um, and, and so I actually, we, we met at, um, like the night before black veg fest. So this is, we're recording this in February, 2019. And this was like August, 2018, the first ever black veg fest in, um, in Brooklyn. And so gray, um, posted on Instagram. He was like, Hey, like do 12 people want to come and have dinner with me at the seasoned vegan. Um, and so that's how I met Risa branch. And then I downloaded Donald's album and then I was like, oh, my gosh, Risa Branch is like, you know, guest vocals on this track. I was like, that was just so cool. Uh, so I like all these things. Yeah, we we met through Mr. Hip at Boston Veg mm-hmm. Fest, right? That's how I met you. Mm-hmm. Am I rem- yeah, okay. I love that I'm acting like that was like years ago, way back in. <laughs> as it, yeah. It kind of does feel like a long time ago somehow. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been that long at all, but it, it does feel like it. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. So we're going to have more conversation in a month or so. Um, I'm excited yeah. to like dig into the rest of your book and see hey. what I can apply to my, uh, my creative practice and let that. Yeah. Yay. Oh, excited. <laughs> this, I feel like it's the most, I, I it's funny leaving a interview open ended. Um, but it's kind of, it's kind of fun letting it just be what it is right now. Yeah. And I, part two is going to be even better because you know, you, you, whenever you have a conversation that's like recorded for public consumption, you know, you're always like, oh, well, we could have talked about this. And why didn't I mention this? And so now we have a chance to like wrap things up in a very satisfying way. So I'm excited. Yeah, cool. All right. So um, thanks for joining me here and the other podcasts and in the future. Yay. And- <laughs> Yay. Thanks for having me, Michael. Sure. <laughs>